What is going on? Happy Monday. Welcome to the show. Pete Callender here, and the phone numbers, as always, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Hope everybody had a good weekend, and uh, thanks so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate it, letting me be a part of your day. Um, so does everybody now know what a kerpon is or a kerpon? Everybody know what a kerpon is, right? Crash course in Sikh religious uh, attire. It's a knife. But don't call it a knife. It's a serpent or serpent, serpent, or uh, sorry, kerpan. K-I-R-P-A-N. It's a knife. It's a single blade. It's like one, one sharp edge. And it's uh, part of uh, the faith of Sikhism. The Sikhs, right? Those, and these are the guys from India or a Punjab region. Maybe is it Pakistan? I don't know. Look, as an American... My birthright is to not know geography. Geographical ignorance is my birthright as all Americans. Okay, so, uh, it, but Sikhism is a religion, and these are the folks that wear the fellas do. They wear the uh, the big turbans, right? And they, I think they grow their hair real long under there. I don't know all the concepts or precepts, and it doesn't matter to me because I'm not Sikh. I respect the religion and uh, all those who practice it. But there is a, there is a, a fella at UNC Charlotte. And he's a Sikh. And when you go through a certain ritual, you then get this kirpan, K-I-R-P-A-N, or kirpan. And once you get it, then it's like this is part of your daily attire, right? Like uh, like a cell phone or a beeper, right? And you so you got a and it's got a uh, it's got a a belt or whatever around that you wear like from your shoulder over. I mean, I guess you could wear it anywhere. I don't know the details on it. Again, I know nothing about. Uh, this uh, particular aspect of the religion. So I was unaware that this knife is part of their sacred ritual and faith. In that regard, I am very much like the campus police officer at UNC Charlotte who encountered a fella sitting at the student union with a knife. He had a knife just right across his chest and apparently uh, somebody had called the police, because they saw a fella with a knife. Oh, and he also had a turban, because that's also part of the faith. And he's from the, you know, he's from Asia. Or he looks like he's, a, he looks like a Muslim, right? Whatever. I don't know. I haven't heard the 911 call. I haven't heard the police report, whoever it was that called it in. But of course, there is an entire level of racism involved here. Not the fact that the guy had a knife, Right. Because, oh, and by the way, look, I don't have any problem with the guy wearing the knife, the kerpon, as part of his religious faith. I don't. I don't have any problem with him walking around with it. I don't. I don't just like I don't have any problem with a guy who has a, a pocket knife or something or a blade on his belt. I don't have a problem with it. But see, I don't make the rules at UNC Charlotte, and the rules at UNC Charlotte say no weapons. Right, no weapons. And if I, as a concealed carry holder, if I have to follow that law, I think everybody else should have to follow the law. Right. This is why whenever also I walk into a place, I always detach my, my fists and I set them aside because weapons. No, I'm kidding. But the <laughs> no, I, I think that it, this is a perfectly reasonable, dare I call it mistake. I don't even know if it's a mistake. 
the guy, the, the cop went over, the UNC Charlotte campus cop went over to this guy and guy's got a knife. He's sitting in a chair. And I've seen the video, which has now gone viral. And it's like all of these people are experts on Sikhism. They're all experts now on social media. That cop should have known, blah, 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 blah. Racism. Right, all of these uh, accusations. And then the college puts out a statement. And what's the response? That's not enough. That's not an apology. There needs to be classes taught on Sikhism. Okay, there are classes probably taught on campus about Sikhism. I don't know. Are we going to run every cop? through every religious class, learn about every single world religion? Is that what we're going to do? Because everybody has to know every single thing about every other religion and culture and ethnicity or else racism. Is that the idea? Is it really that far-fetched that somebody, not even a cop, whoever was that saw this guy sitting in the student union with a knife across his chest? Oh, I'm sorry. This is the other bit of gaslighting going on here. They're like, it's not a knife. It's a kerpon. Like, yeah, when you look up a definition for kerpon, you know what the first word, almost first word is? Knife. Yeah, or sword, apparently. Now, they have had, apparently, over the course of uh, the years, like last few decades or so, they've had to shorten the blades because they were longer. And in a lot of societies, you're not allowed to carry those blades out in the open like they wanted to. So they already started cutting down the size of the swords, of the blades. But they are blades, and they are sharp on one side. Now, this fella who was at the university, his was apparently uh, sewn into the pouch, into the sheath. Uh, that's what he claimed, that it was sewn in. So it's, you know, it, so it's, it is more ritual, right, than, than an actual blade using. Like, you don't, you would not take this thing out and start using it, I guess, for, you know, whittling or whatever. So I don't think you would do that. Just like if somebody, you know, busted out a little tiny pocket knife, nobody would care. Now, you try to get through TSA with either of those things, they're probably going to be problems. See, and that's the, that's the key. When, when, you, when you sit down in the student union in a, quote, weapons-free zone with, you know, the most snowflakiest of snowflaking people, college kids, right? I'm not sure what you expected to happen. I'm not blaming the victim here. Now, by the way, the cop came over to him and the cop leans over and you watch the video. The cop is leaning over and he's trying to secure the blade and it's not coming out. And so he has the student, he has the guy stand up and he cuffs him. Now, the guy, the, the student, by the way, behaved very well. He was, uh, you know, he, he was like, what are you doing, bro? What's going on, dude? Like, why are you hassling me? And and then, you know, he, he complied. He did not resist or anything. He stood up and he offered to take the he offered to take the knife and everything off. Uh, but the cop put him in cuffs first and then took the knife off of him and then apparently took the cuffs off and released him. So, like, he did that, it seems like, because the guy had a blade on him and the cop didn't want him to pull out the blade and start stabbing people because the cop probably didn't know about the Kirpan and Sikhism. Right. Why am I supposed to be outraged about this? I understand that there was miscommunication. I understand that the, the guy didn't know, the, whoever called the cops didn't know, that people didn't know. I get it. There are people ignorant of your faith and culture. But I'm, 
But I mean, as far as that goes, like, what else? Um, what else am I supposed to do here? Like, demand that everybody know what every single feature of every single religion is, so this way nobody ever gets offended again. Now, the statement from the school comes out, and they they make I think a very reasonable point, which is he had a knife on campus. Yes, that's gonna it's gonna prompt. A phone call to the police normally, right? It's And it's going to prompt police to come up and start talking to him. But we also should look at it as a learning opportunity. But it's interesting the, the reaction that this story is getting versus the lack of a reaction that another story is getting. It has to do with a Catholic uh, uh, protester guy up in Philadelphia who had his house raided, raided with his seven kids screaming hysterically on a Friday morning or whatever. Nobody really cares about that. No one cares about that guy. Everybody's caring about the the Sikh guy. (music) News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Alrighty, so let me get to some of the. Uh, oh, this was this was a pleasant surprise. I didn't know where Glenn Counts went, and now I found him. Glenn Counts used to work at WCNC Channel Thirty Six, the NBC News affiliate, and uh, now he, I just I found him. He's at WSOC TV now. I did not know he was at Channel Nine. I thought he was at Thirty Six for all those years. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he, I, and I only know that because I saw the WSOC TV story. Uh, Alrighty, so this story about the UNC Charlotte student who is a Sikh who was wearing uh, his you know turban because it's part of his religion, but also carrying a a fixed blade, a fixed handle blade, but apparently according to him it was sewn into the sheath. But this is also part of their faith. This thing is called a kirpan or kirpan, K I R P A N, and somebody called the cops because he was hanging out with the knife right on the center of his chest. And he's hanging out at the student union. Somebody calls campus police. Campus cop comes over, starts asking him some questions, take it off. And so he's like, all right. So they have him stand up, but he puts him in cuffs, takes the knife off of him. And then apparently that's it. He takes, they did not arrest him. Right. He was, they, they put him in cuffs until they could take the knife off of him because they didn't, you know, I assume that's protocol. You didn't want him reaching for the knife and grabbing it and, you know, stabby, stabby. Because you don't know. See, here's the thing. You don't know what that person is going to do. You don't. It could be, yes, a Sikh, and I know nothing about the religion or the, the, the rituals and stuff, and neither does the cop, and neither did the person who called 911. But they don't know that. This is what I mean. By the way, this is one of the reasons why I am not a proponent of people who walk around open carrying their rifles, their long guns. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I think you do damage to the Second Amendment arguments and cause when you do it. Can you do it? Absolutely. You can totally do that. North Carolina, it's open carry. You can walk around. You can. Should you? Probably not. Because the people who don't know anything about that culture, the gun culture, are going to be terrified. And you're going you're gonna to get them to call cops on you. And then you're going to have an interaction with law enforcement because you wanted to prove a point. I'm not saying that the Sikh student is trying to prove a point or anything. I'm just saying... When people see folks walking around open carrying weapons, they react to that. 
They, and you have to understand that there is going to be reaction. And I think at some level the student does, because I looked at his Twitter account. And after this happened, he said, if you're Sikh, don't live in the South. It's pointless. See, so I, I think there's a bit of an understanding that culturally people don't know something about a very, very small fraction of the society's uh, a population that represents uh, Sikhism. It's a very, very small religious order in America. It is. And I'm not saying that as an insult. I'm just saying not a lot of people have a lot of uh, experience with Sikhs. They don't know all of these different facets of your religion. He also retweeted, by the way, another fella who said, campus police are only there to serve the interests of fragile but, but he didn't say but, fragile but white students. Right, because UNC Charlotte's just all white students at UNC Charlotte. Your officers need diversity training because if another Sikh gets assaulted by your officers, I promise you'll lie, we'll make your institution's discrimination make national headlines. The guy's got like 300 followers, by the way. Um, I don't, and, and, and I don't know, maybe he can uh, organize that kind of an effort. But uh, so, so again, I ask, uh, what religions do we need to run every single cop through? Every cop needs to know every single aspect of every religion. There are a lot of religions, a lot of different sects and a lot of different, you know, uh, uh, denominations and, and all of that. The guy made a mistake, but he was checking on the knife. And then when he realized what it was, what it, again, the kid wasn't arrested. Here's the... Uh, Here's the message from the chancellor. We wanted to make you aware of an incident that occurred yesterday, Thursday, September 22nd, in the student union and the actions our university is taking following this event. Yesterday, UNC Charlotte dispatch got a 911 call reporting someone with a knife in the building. Police officers responded to the scene and engaged the individual in question. During this interaction, the individual was placed in handcuffs while officers took possession of the object. The handcuffs were removed after the object was retrieved. Further investigation showed the item was a kirpan, an article of faith in Sikhism. State law and university policy prohibit the possession of a knife or other edged instruments on campus. But we will use this as a learning opportunity by engaging in constructive dialogue with Sikh students and employees. Together, we are confident we can find reasonable measures and educational opportunities that both protect the safety of our campus and the religious practices of our community members. Our diversity makes us better and richer and we want everyone to feel welcome. Blah, blah, blah. And this is not enough. This is not enough. This seems, see, this is what I mean. This seems completely reasonable to me. That you walk in, you see somebody there, he's got a turban, he's got a knife. Like, sir, can I get you to stand up? I'm going to put you in handcuffs. I'm going to take the knife off of you for my protection, for your protection, everyone else's. I take the knife off of you. Okay, now I take you out of the handcuffs and we discuss what is this thing. And when you find out what it is, you're done. That was the investigation. But people demand like the investigation be done before the investigation be done. That you're supposed to know all of these things before the investigation. Very confusing. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. And the uh, 
What is that sound? You hear that? You think that's mine? That's not mine. Nope, that's not me. All right, so Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. I apologize, whatever that hum on the line is. I don't know what that would be, um, but it is loud. Oh, yeah, just muted down a little bit. Interesting. Ghosts in the machine. All right, let me go over here to Mike. Let's get Mike on the program. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hello, yes, Mike. Hey, Mike, what's up? Hey. They have identified, you were talking about different religions, they have identified, sociologists have, over 5,000 religions throughout the world. Mm. I mean, every island, jungle, or desert-dwelling tribe developed uh, some type of answer to answer the unanswerable. Yeah. Now, these religions vary from my Christian faith that says forgive your enemies to some religions that advocate eating your enemies. Mm. And so, if God is the author of every religion, he must suffer from multiple personality disorder. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, far be it for me to suggest that uh, God is schizophrenic, but I think that uh, uh, the fact that people develop their own religions over time is, as you said, they're seeking to find meaning and purpose. It's a way to make order out of the chaos and to explain the unexplainable. I think that's what, what drives that. Um, and I don't think if there are, as you said, 5,000 religions on the planet, I don't think it's reasonable to expect UNC campus cops to know all of the facets of all of those religions. Well, that's, yeah, precisely, that's my point. And then just on a side issue, uh, I have come to agree with people who want to identify by a number of different names, and I've decided that I identify as a king, mm. and I want people to refer to me as your highness, yeah. and I want, them to, I want them to bow before they speak to me. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And if, and if they don't do that, it's because they're a kingophobe. Maybe, maybe, or regophobe, regophobe. Yeah, uh, re, yeah. Uh, Mike, I, or should I say your highness, uh, I appreciate the call, sir. Thank you. All right, thank you. That's, uh, oh, now that is, that's interesting. It's the phone system. Why is the phone system, the phone system is creating that buzz on the line. I wonder, can you hear it? Let me know if you can hear that on the, uh, the listener side, because we hear it in the studio. It's like a really big static hum, and uh, I don't know if it's coming through, if it's on the radio or the digital stream, so help us help you troubleshoot the problem. So you can send me an email, Pete, at thepetecalendarshow.com, uh, or... Uh, hit me up on the Twitter machine at Pete Callender, which, by the way, that's always a fun time on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, by oh, there's this too. Tonight at sunset, we're going to get to see Jupiter. Jupiter will be the closest to Earth in 59 years, easily visible in the eastern night sky. So, at sunset, look eastward. Sunset. And you may be able to see Jupiter. So it's the closest, uh, meaning it's 367, mi- sorry, 367 million miles. A little different. 367 million miles from Earth. It's usually 600 million miles away. So it's like, well, again, as an American, I was told there'd be no math. So uh, somewhere around, what is that, uh, three quarters of the way here or two thirds of the way closer? 
Jupiter is so big, it is uh, the diameter of the planet. So, if, like, if you're looking at the planet, you know, the diameter all the way around the, the middle of it, like its waistline, you know, uh, the diameter across is 11 times Earth's. So, you could get 11 Earth's lined up end to end to end, and it would be like a belt around Jupiter, uh, around that side of it, uh, the diameter. Not all the way around. That's the circumference, right? Just the 2D version of it. But what it means is you could take somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1,300 Earths and stuff them inside Jupiter. That's nuts. That's so big. Like, I can't even, I cannot even fathom that the largeness of Jupiter. And uh, I'd also point out, uh, I saw this on Twitter over the weekend, uh, that Jupiter takes a lot of the uh, takes a lot of the hits for us. It does. Jupiter is like our shield. Jupiter is like out there being all being all big and fat, and is like, hey, asteroids, why don't you hit me? And then it like sucks in with the gravitational pull or whatever, and it like pulls in stuff, and it it takes it, it takes a lot of the stuff that would like basically destroy our planet. So, three cheers for Jupiter tonight, Eastern sky sunset. Good luck. See if you can see it. Um, okay, thank you, uh, American Pitbull, on uh, on the Twitter machine. He does not hear it via the iHeartRadio app. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brett says, Pete, your voice sounds good. Somewhere between Charlton Heston and James Earl Jones. Wow. <laughs> that is quite the compliment. Well, thank you. Don't know what I did to deserve. Oh, you know what? It may have been the coffee. I usually drink the, the cup of coffee in the second hour, but today I started because it's Monday. Someone's got a case of the Mondays. And so I drank the coffee beforehand. Maybe that's what it was. Um, oh, here you go. So I've got one report, very slight hum on the radio, and another one, no disturbing sounds on the WBT.com uh, except your voice. Now, that's interesting. Hang on a second. That did not play out of... Yeah, that did not play out of the laptop. Something something is going on. Something is going on with the... Uh... Let's see. Hang on. Let me read the joke again. No disturbing sounds on the WBT.com except your voice. No, so now my audio is not playing. Very weird. We got gremlins attacking the studio. Um, LOL, just kidding. Love the show and you. I am not going to Jupiter tonight regardless. Signed, Dad. All right, thanks, Dad. Appreciate that. All right, I have an update on the health of our democracy. The statement, quote, due to the threat of inclement weather on Friday, we have moved all varsity football games to Thursday, September 29th. This from Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools. Oh, they got a new website. We are CMS. Oh, it's like the like Marshall. Right. Due to the threat of inclement weather on Friday, we have moved all varsity football games to Thursday. And the JV games have been moved to Monday, October 3rd. Right. So if you were waiting on that, right, that 
Western civilization depends on this kind of information. You're welcome. Um, so the uh, the story at WSOC TV by, uh, by Glenn Counts, he went and talked to a couple of uh, Sikh community leaders, uh, one of whom is named Spa, and I apologize if I pronounce this incorrectly. I do not know all of the pronunciations of every single language in the world. Spa, Wan, Eat, Sing. Spa, Wan, Eat, Sing. It's, it's Spa, S-P-A, and then Wan, W-A-N, or Wan, and then Eat, E-E-T, and then Sing. Which, like, three of those words are actually, they sound like words in the English language, too. Spa Wan Eat Sing is a leader in the Sikh community as well as a member of the Interfaith Network. He told Channel 9's Glenn Counts that although a kirpan resembles a knife, it is not. It is a religious artifact. Okay, it resembles a knife because it's a knife. Guys, stop trying to gaslight us. It's a knife, Okay. It may be ceremonial, it may only have one sharp edge, not double-sided blade, but it's still a knife, right? I mean, a butter knife is still a knife. It's got one, uh, you know, one uh, sharp, well, not really, it's a butter knife, but still, it's a knife, right? The knives in your kitchen are knives. They have one sharp edge. And I understand it has a religious symbol and it's uh, part of the, it's a religious artifact, I, I get all of that. That's fine. And you can carry it. I don't care. I really, it doesn't matter to me. You can carry them. I would not arrest you for carrying a knife. However, not my rules to make all of the campuses weapons free. Not my rule. Not my rule. And what's so interesting is all the people in the comments sections on Twitter, which is where the student went and posted the video, which went viral. So all of this outrage that got stirred up against UNC Charlotte and the cop. And the South, because the student here says, again, he, he made a disparaging remark about the South. He says, don't live in the South if you're a Sikh. It's pointless. Which I don't know. I mean, is that pointless? Wouldn't the, uh, wouldn't the whole benefit of, you know, going into the other uh, culture to try to, uh, you know, teach people about it? In other words, like this experience is a learning experience. I'm talking about it. Probably there are people today who know now that... Sikhs who have turbans and wear their kirpan, like that's part of their religion. And and it's a peaceful religion. Like it's not, they don't use it as any kind of uh, like for stabbing and stuff. That's not what you do. It That's not why you carry it around. From my limited understanding of the religious order. Now that's, so it's an educational opportunity. But rather than see it as that, everyone has to be outraged. Everyone has to be so mad about it. So uh, this fellow from the uh, Interfaith Network, a leader of the Sikh community, he says uh, that the, uh, uh, the Kirpan uh, is a Sikh article of faith, so the notion around weapon does not stand. Well, a weapon is only a weapon once you use it as a weapon. Otherwise, it's just an object, right? Because, again, one fist of iron, the other of steel. These are weapons. Hands and feet are weapons, but not always. Right? A butter knife is a tool. Right? For butter. Right? But that's it. Well, I mean, I guess also peanut butter, which is a kind of butter, I think. Right? Anyway, Glenn Counts also spoke with 
Sikh Coalition member Dr. Sunit Kaur, Kaur, K-A-U-R, and uh, he said, it's human nature to have this fear towards others. At the time that police were called, there was some serious misunderstanding and miscommunication, but this is an opportunity to help reverse that and help people to understand that this is part of the religion. Yes, I agree. It's a great opportunity to educate people about the blade that Sikhs wear and why they wear them. Both of these gentlemen told Channel 9 that they were thankful that UNCC apologized for the incident. They said they believe that STEP will aid in the healing process, especially for the student who was involved. Um, could we get some healing for the, um, for the slur against the South? How about that? From the student? Right? Why else would it be pointless to live in the South? Unless you're saying hashtag all Southerners, right? Everybody that lives in the South. I guess even the ones from up North. I guess all the anti-Seek people from up North in California, they all came down South too? Is that what happened? Or are you making some sort of racialized uh, uh, attack? Right? Just like you retweeted that I love the assumption that like the person that called 911 was a white person. It, it may have been. It may not have been. I have no idea. But also, I am always genuinely curious as to who you think you're surrounded by or with on college campuses. <laughs> right? It's not exactly a hotbed of, uh, of right-wing, knuckle-dragon, mouth-breathing, Trump-loving voters, right? Who are these folks that are all around you that are so ignorant about Sikhism? Who, who are these people? These are, like, ostensibly the most educated people in society. They're attending college. No? All right, let me go over here to Bo. Hello, Bo. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm well. I hope you are. I am well as well. Well, obviously, I've got a very racist name. It's Bo. It comes out of the South. And so, I mean, you may have to disregard what I have to say. Well, now it depends. How do you spell it? Is it like B-A-B-E-A-U? Like Beauregard, which sounds sort of like French or something. No, unfortunately, it's not French. It's just B-O. So, obviously, it's Southern racist. Anyhow, you know, we have these carpet cutters. We call them razor knives and carpet cutters. And it's only a razor knife. It's only a carpet cutter mm-hmm. until somebody decides that they're going to try to kill people with it on an airplane and crash it into a building. Right. Then it's a knife. Right. The box the cutter plane, becomes a weapon, and just and the plane becomes a weapon. You're right. When somebody comes on one of my construction, if a police officer were to come on to my construction site and want to chat with one of my guys who has a hammer on his belt. He's probably going to ask, uh, it's probably going to force them to um, not have a hammer or a carpet knife or a hatchet or anything else on their person if well, they have to have yeah. a conversation. No, I appreciate that. I think I think also the circumstance, the location matters, right? If the cop comes onto a work site and everybody's swinging hammers, he's probably not going to say, hey, disarm the hammer. But, you know, student union, guy walking around with a hammer, maybe. All right, Bo, I appreciate the call. News is next. Thank <laughs> you.